Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. Um, I'm here with Aldo Andres Marega from El Gauchito Hill Farms. Gauchito Hill Farm, yeah. In Yolo County. And um, Aldo Andres, uh, can you talk a little bit about yourself, where you're from? Hi, yeah, I'm from Argentina and uh, I live in Yolo County. And that's where I have uh, the, the farm. And um, I actually have a farm that I lease in, in the Quepe Valley. And I have a um, couple of leases outside of the Quepe and uh, orchards. Um, and uh, I've been in California for about eight years, nine years, and probably ten years. And But farming, farming, what we can call farming, probably has been six like I said uh, before, you know, the first two, three years, unless you have a lot of investment money or family money or something you can put right away to get the farm going, uh, you have to just, you know, just put put all that you can of your savings and just if you're going to use a tractor or something like that, you have to... Um, uh, I mean, learn it. Uh-huh. You, you, there are certain things that money can really buy. Right. You know, knowledge, just doing it. You can get on YouTube or all right. that you want, or books. But you got to walk the walk, right. you know. So with that in mind, can you describe your early years when you first started and the crops you grew and the challenges you had? Yeah, so the first year it was... Uh, uh, I did a little patch of strawberries. I always wanted to grow strawberries, so... I had a lot of uh, runners from a farm uh, that had the strawberries, so I took a lot of runners, so I didn't buy plants. I took runners from uh, another uh, farm, and I did uh, eggplant, tomato, peppers. Um, in the first year, I didn't even know the difference of soil, just to give you an idea. So, so I thought a soil, it was just something that you can just, like, you know, work around it, but you have to know what kind of soil you have if you know to see you know there are certain crops that like it more like clay soil more more uh, crops are like more sandy like strawberry so first year was kind of like getting to know what i got what kind of soil how fast plants grow how much time you need to be there watching it if you can really go away and come back you know and all the stuff that you need, to, you know, at least one, two, three years to know what you're doing. The first year is just experience, experimenting. Yeah. Great. Your markets. Uh, you, I understand you you and your partner do uh, farmer's markets and some yeah. restaurants and stuff. Can you describe the early years and then where you're at now? Yeah, so the first year we were selling uh, our vegetables out of um, my partner. She was going to school at Davies, so we're selling whatever 
we were growing kind of like an email list and kind of selling, oh, okay, this week we have a bunch of tomatoes. Who is interested to make sauce or this and that? You know, selling them for kind of like below farmer's market price. So people, you know, all kind of like same, the kind of farmer's market price, a good, you know, good deal for like a box of 20 pounds of tomato. People want to make sauce with uh, peppers. So that was kind of like the first year to kind of get rid of the stuff. You know, get rid of the, the vegetables. Second year was like, oh, okay, we can apply to some uh, farmer's market and see how it goes. So we're doing farmer's market kind of to, you know, to test ourselves and the products and, you know, the dynamic of a market, other vendors, competition and, and um, jealousy with other vendors and, you know, and all that. So the third year, uh, we kind of decided to add a few more markets. And the fourth year, we cut a few markets. And, yeah, so, but I think it's extremely important to do markets to know the different taste, the different ethnicities that there is in California, you know, from Hindus, Asians, European, you know, each each ethnicity, whatever you're going to do the market, you got to know what they like, what kind of vegetable they like, what they, you know, because not everyone eats the same thing. Right. Yeah, good advice. Mm -hmm. um, as far as production practices, uh, pests and fertilization, what, can you describe a little bit about them? Yeah, so fertilization I use uh, mostly... Um, uh, cover crop, compost, and a liquid uh, liquid fer uh, fertilizer, uh, which you mix it with water, and um, and you inject it through the um, so the drip tape. Fish emulsion. Fish emulsion. Yeah. There is different name. Uh, the brand I believe is just True. Um, there's a few brands, uh, but also um, I use once in a while. I use some something like a slow. They call it slow release. Uh, pallets, which is mostly chicken manure that you just spray on the soil and mix it with the soil and it kind of does like a slow release yeah. and um, that works well too um, and uh, just it just you have to try it you know every year like I said before it's a different year it's a new experiment different challenges different challenge yeah. you don't know what is gonna sell best what's gonna sell more but you gotta go with the flow and just be open to failure, you know. Okay. Um, how about pest? Uh, what, uh, what about pest? Pest. Yeah. Pest. Um, pest uh, I didn't have much of a pest. Uh, the uh, first year I had a lot of uh, cucumber beetles um, that, that really kind of like ruined a lot of my eggplant. But, uh, so I made my own spray out of, like, garlic um, leaves mixed with a little bit of um, canola oil, which is pretty much when you go to the store, what they sell you uh -huh. is, is the same thing. It's just like a 2% or 3% uh, canola oil mixed with a little bit of soap and garlic, and they sell it as organic. So I made my own. And I spread it and it worked. So, but after that, not really. Um, just in the last, I know that, you know, you can believe or not in climate change, but in the last two years, I noticed an increase uh, on uh, gophers. Uh -huh. So the gophers have been more and more 
invertebrates. Yeah, so they've been like chewing a lot of my potatoes, carrots, beets, even the blackberry plants, the rhizomes, the roots under. Yeah. They've been really aggressively destroyed. And how do you deal with them? I've been using uh, something that's called um, uh, this. Uh, it's kind of like firecrackers. Oh, the the, the, the sulfur. Uh, yeah. There is smoke uh, bombs, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like. Yeah. So you put them in the hole, cover them, and wait. If uh, hope for the best. Yeah. And kind of. What, what about trapping? You do any trapping? Trapping. The thing you have so many. Yeah. One thing that I help, I have a dog, I have a hunting dog. <laughs> Got it. So what I do is just I flood yeah. with the area that I'm irrigating at the early in the season. I flood it so I kind of like collapse the tunnel. So yeah. the gophers come out yeah. and the and dog's the dog go gets them out. After them. Yeah. yeah, so she get, the dog gets them out and the, because the gophers yeah. tend to get out of right. uh, when they get flooding. So get out, the dog catch them next. Yeah. So the dog, the dog can catch like five or six in like a little bit. Uh -huh. So, um, integrated pest management with yeah. your dog. Yeah. Great. Um, so, what are your plans for the future? The plans for the future would be pretty much dealing with the with the ever changing changing uh, climate. That thing that's the biggest challenge. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Knowing. Um, uh, that's why I think a small-scale agriculture is going to be very important in the next five, ten years. When you have a, like a smaller piece of land, you can manage more like the climate by putting shade cloth, by controlling the environment, by cooling down plants or crops. And I think that the, the increase on, uh, on, on heat, especially here in California, the sun has noticed, I've been noticing that it's been like, like um, burning, uh -huh. actually, in the leaves of plants. Sunburn, yeah. Sunburn has been increasing. The heat has been increasing. The stress on plants. Um, so I think uh, that's um, it's going to be a challenge. So, but the my my hopes are that um, is that is that the question? Yeah, my hope, my my yeah, hopes for the future. Yeah, for the future. Yeah, so as long as you stay good physically, you can do it long term. When you start getting some like, your body start, you know, getting a little bit more, um, your joints worn, worn out, worn out <laughs> uh, you know, you, can, you have to start thinking about transitioning to, you know, yeah. To not something else, but right. transitioning to kind of like um, doing a different part of the business. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Good. So if you were to talk to a group of beginning farmers, what advice would you give them? The advice would be that uh, first, if you are good physically, you can do it. You know, oh, if you really like what you're doing, you can do it physically. If you physically, you're not fit... Do something else uh, because the 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 first, like I said, one, first year, second year, third year, uh, you have to be there. You have to physically be there unless you have family money, unless you have investment money that you can really, uh, you know, break into the market. If you don't have that, you have to be physically there, and like any other business, you know, like any other business. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, um, Andres of um, El Gauchito Hill Farms.
in Yolo County. All right, no problem. Thank you. You can find other episodes of ATRA, Voices from the Field, along with ATRA's other sustainable agriculture resources at www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org.